Hi, and welcome to the fifth episode of Drona Stock Talk, exclusively on Radio Naira, Raleigh, Durham, on 99.9 FM HD4, 101.9 FM, and 1490 AM. Last time, I talked about the various aspects of the consumer discretionary sector and gave you some examples of stocks within it. I hope I was able to give you a good overview of what that sector is about. This time, I will be doing something similar, except I will be going over the healthcare sector. What is the healthcare sector? The healthcare sector is a wide range of companies that sell medical services and or products, such as medication, insurance, and medical devices. The first stock I will be going over within the healthcare sector is United Health Group, with a ticker of UNH. Looking at UNH's basics, they have a market cap of 449 billion, sorry, 439 billion dollars, a beta of 0.883, signaling that it is a little bit more volatile because remember, it, a stock is volatile if its beta is one or above, and they have met or exceeded estimates in all four of the last four quarters. Looking at UNH's chart. United Healthcare was above its 50-day moving average, then it finally hit that point of resistance and fell below. And it has stayed in that same range for about a week or two. But as of now, it is seeming it is coming back up, and it is looking as if in the near future it will cross its 50-day moving average. Looking at UNH's RSI, it's currently at about 46, and this is definitely not a bad time to buy the stock by any means. It's actually pretty good, considering that 30 is considered like the optimal time to buy a stock, and 70 is considered the optimal time to sell. So if you were to buy it now, as per the RSI, there you would experience some good returns before you would have to sell the stock. Now, let's look at UNH's revenue and earnings over the last few years. So, UNH is a rather stable company, and their revenue and earnings kind of tell us the same story, in the sense that revenue and earnings both have been incre- increasing incrementally for the last four years. UNH's recommendation rating is 1.8, and 1 is strong buy and 2 is buy, so this signals that most analysts recommend that you buy United Healthcare. The next stock we're going over is Pfizer, with a ticker of PFE. Pfizer has a market cap of one second. Pfizer has a market cap of three hundred four point nine billion dollars and a beta of 0.73, signaling while it is still kind of volatile, it's not necessarily as volatile as that of UNH. As for Pfizer's uh, earnings, they have met or exceeded estimates in three of the last four quarters. Looking at Pfizer's chart, it's kind of a similar story to that of UNH. They sank below its um, uh, 50-day moving average and are starting to come and in the near future will go above the 50-day moving average. The only main difference is that Pfizer has been in a downtrend and below the moving average for a longer period of time relative to UNH. Uh, looking at Pfizer's RSI, Pfizer has an RSI of about 49 and it's kind of in that same position as UNH and the same thing goes. This is definitely not a bad time to buy the stock by any means. Let's look at Pfizer's revenue and earnings over the last four years. 
revenue has stayed the same for the last four years, uh, except for 2017-2018 where there was a drop. But other than that, revenue has stayed pretty constant. Earnings, on the other hand, was more volatile, with there being a significant drop from 2019 to 2020. And 2020 is actually the lowest it has been out of the last four years. Uh, for Pfizer's recommendations, it is at about 2.6. 2 on the scale is a buy and 3 is a hold. So analysts are kind of between a buy and a hold, although they are leaning more towards holding the stock if you have it. The next stock we're going over is Moderna with a ticker of MRNA. So let me just pull up Moderna. So Moderna has a market cap of $64.7 billion, which is the smallest out of any of the stocks we have seen. I wasn't able to find a beta for the stock, but Moderna's earnings, they have, for, they have met or exceeded estimates in two of the last four quarters. So again, Moderna is technically in the same boat as the other two stocks, except their downtrend and They've been below the 50-day and even 200-day moving average for an extended period of time. Uh, at about the end of November, Moderna was priced at, what is it? No, sorry, I would say actually, I should say mid-September, it was priced at $454. Currently, the end of January, it is at $159. And that is definitely not good for the stock. Um, you can see Moderna started to make it started to come in like a downtrend as the, uh, uh, yeah. So Moderna has been in a downtrend for a while and you kind of just have to wait it out for Moderna because stocks that have been in a downtrend, especially for extended periods of time are very unpredictable and volatile and usually the indicators don't necessarily work for it as they're supposed to. For Moderna, however, what I would recommend is that as soon as you notice that Moderna kind of hits a point of resistance and it is starting to make its way back up, I would definitely consider investing because it has come down a lot and it's a, it's a discounted price and also uh, it kind of has like more potential to grow. Let's look at Moderna's revenue and earnings. So, Moderna's revenue and earnings chart over the last four years is rather interesting. So, revenue, there was a huge increase from 2019 to 2020, and I'm guessing that is due to the success of their COVID vaccine. However, earnings over the last four years has remained below zero, and it was in fact at its greatest, like at its least, um, 20, in 2020, uh, which is definitely not good for the company. So Moderna has the same recommendation rating as Pfizer, and that is in between a buy and a hold. Um, it's a 2.6 exactly, actually. The final stock that we're going over is Johnson & Johnson, with the ticker of J&J. And it's kind of fun, because we've gone over like the three main vaccine companies, uh, Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson. J&J uh, is currently priced at $170, and they have a market cap of $452.3 billion. J&J's uh, beta is 0.72, so it's kind of in like the same volatility as the previous stocks. As for earnings, Johnson & Johnson has met or exceeded estimates in all four of the last four quarters. 
So, um, looking at Johnson and Johnson's chart, they're kind of in the opposite situation that the other stocks were in. They were in a downturn for a while and sank uh, pretty. They, they kind of came down a lot. But after they came down, they hit that point of support and they ha- they are making their way up. And they have been so for the last week. They went below their 50 and 200 day moving averages, but are currently above those. Uh, what I recommend for Johnson & Johnson, and even their RSI kind of tells the same story, they're at about 60 on the RSI. I would recommend not to buy it now because two things will happen if you buy it now. One, it could, it will go down or two, it might go up a little bit before it goes down. Instead, I would wait for it to start coming down and I would wait for it to come below its 50 and 200 day moving average and then I would invest in it because the same pattern that I have described to you has kind of been happening with Johnson & Johnson's stock. Uh, let me pull up the revenue and earnings chart for Johnson & Johnson. So for Johnson & Johnson's revenue and earnings, earnings has stayed the same for the last three years, except there was kind of a major jump, 2017 to 2018, and revenue has stayed rather constant from 2017 to 2021. And this kind of just signals that Johnson & Johnson is a more stable company. And for J&J's recommendations, the recommendation rating is 1.9 and 2 is buy. So most analysts are recommending that you buy Johnson & Johnson. And a couple of ETFs on uh, ETFs I described in, I think it was my, actually my very first stock talk, um, are basically collections of stocks in a certain sector or that are somehow related to each other. Uh, the first one is XLV, which is like the select spider ETF for the healthcare sector. And this kind of just includes the major players in the healthcare sector. And then the next one is VHT. I will repeat those. The first ETF for the healthcare sector is XLV and the next one is VHT. So I would just like to thank you for listening to Dorna Stock Talk. And I hope I was able to give you a good idea of what the healthcare sector is about. Please tune in every Saturday at 2 p.m. to further your knowledge of our financial market. Thank you.